you, when you start hearing these stories on a regular basis, you're like, it's wrong. You, you, it, it becomes very apparent, first of all, that all of us are being persecuted somewhere. Every community is being persecuted somewhere in the world. And, and no matter who it is, it's wrong. No matter where it is, it's wrong. Welcome to Crossing Face, where Christian and Muslim talk religion and politics that's turned into a multi-faith podcast. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Mr. Greg Mitchell, who we've uh, worked with now. God, I've known you since, what, 2009, 2010? 10, probably. 12, yeah. 12 or 13 years, yeah. Yeah, so it's been a long time uh, that we've known each other. Yeah. But you are the backbone of the religious freedom movement in Washington, D.C. Now, I know it's a hate crime saying that because there's a lot of people in, in, the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the ocean here when it comes to religious freedom. But for years, you've been the operational element of the, uh, the International Religious Freedom Roundtable, doing all the paperwork, writing all the letters, modifying all the letters, doing all the grammar on, on the letters. I don't have um, to do that anymore, thank goodness. There's so many people now that have, that have gotten into it. But, well, yeah. but, it's, but, but that was the dream, yeah. right? A global yeah. movement, a right. global network, right? And, and you're right at this point where things are poised for, for greatness. I think we're, we've done a lot of wonderful things. Uh, IRFA, the International Religious Freedom Act, was a wonderful moment. But then we muddled through the reauthorization of USRF and all these different entities. The yeah, the, USRF, the, yeah, the fights from 1998, yeah. I think, all the way to the ministerial were, were tough while advocating for people. Um, and you and I are kind of, this is kind of an insider conversation because you and I are both those, sort of those shadowy figures that kind of walks through, <laughs> through DC and, and we turn everybody into princes and princesses. <laughs> I hope that's not, you know, and whatever a genderless non-princess is, or I don't know what the, what the term is for royalty. That's not, but the bottom line is, is that we've spent a lot of time on the religious freedom movement from our respective ponds, but you most certainly have, have stayed the course with doing a lot of the, the, the bare bones and, and backdoor stuff that yeah. needs to happen. Um, the pivotal moment, though, it, since IRFA, was the ministerial. Yeah. And I remember us doing the <laughs> Google Docs and trying to figure yeah. out what was going on and then scheduling places. And we are now in an appendage of the ministerial, right? It was first, it was a government and civil society, just like a massive round table, because that was the original um, idea behind it. And now we're at the Earth Summit, which is an appendage of it, and the, and the ministerial is next, next week, right? Yeah. And so I wanted to, you know, I gave, given this little backdrop of the, of the Earth Summit and, and being a friend and colleague, why is religious freedom important to you? Like, what, what, is, a, what is a boy from California, right? Because, you know, <laughs> what is he doing muddling through religious freedom why what, what happened what was the journey to get to this point where religious freedom was an important element to you well it's i mean it's it's i guess it's always been important to me it's i mean religion is an intensely personal thing right i mean it's it's yeah. each individual it, it's and it goes even before religion i think uh conscience you know like what do, what do you believe Right. You know, I, I believe we're all spiritual beings. Right. You know, I believe we've been around a long time. Sure. Well, you know, what, we're, what, we're what faith group are you? What faith group are you? <laughs> Do you mind sharing that with everybody? Well, I I grew up Catholic. I was baptized Catholic. Right. I uh, so I and I kind of grew up a non-practicing Catholic. Not kind of, but I did non-practicing. Where I, I would go to Catholic church on Christmas, sometimes Easter. Right. You know, but my mom didn't want to force me into it and force me to go every Sunday, force me into the catechism because she, 
she was when she was a girl and she, I think she wanted us, me and my brother, to have that choice. So I, I did end up doing my catechism and having my first communion when I was 29. Wow. But, but so up until then though, I was baptized Catholic and had my first communion at 29. It just sounds like, it <laughs> sounds like persecution. The catechism, it sounds like an albatross, but I don't know. Okay. But yeah, so is that, that's but, the, that's when you, but I still, the whole time I had my own, you know, personal relationship with Jesus. Right. And I always felt like I didn't need to go through church. I didn't need to go to church every Sunday and I didn't need to go through a priest to have a, a relationship with Jesus. Sure. So I've I've always had you know I've always been a Christian I've always believed in Jesus uh, yeah I did I did my first communion but oh, before that when I was about fourteen I had my own experience with Jesus I had my own communication with him you know oh, and, a Pauline moment and it was a it was a miracle yeah. you know so my just to tell that story yeah, tell me story yeah. my my mother or my grandmother was in a coma she had had a brain tumor they had a, an operation to remove the brain tumor. I think it was like the size of a golf ball or something. Huh. So they had to remove it, and she was in a coma after the brain surgery. And so every night while she was in this coma, every night my mom would come home from work, grab my brother and I. I was like 14, my brother's 12, something like that. And we would go to the Catholic church, right. and we would pray. And this was after, after work, so it was probably about 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. So empty church, we're in there praying every night. Uh, one night, uh, you know, I my attention goes to Christ on the cross. You know, Jesus on the cross, and uh, all, all of a sudden my, you know, it was just my attention got fixed there, uh, and, and the Christ, Jesus on the cross was, was animated. What? So he was, I don't think I've ever told you this No, story, I mean, I? I, 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 I tell people we're friends in college, I don't even know what, the, what we're talking about. Here. I haven't I mean, told this story to many people. Is, well, you're telling it to everybody now. I, the, this is everybody. I've never told the story to, in public before. No, no. So, well, so but anyway, what happened it, yeah. was, so he was animated. Right. So, you know, obviously he's, he's being crucified. So he's, but he was kind of writhing a little bit, squirming a little bit. Huh. Enough, but I mean, it was visible enough. I, I got scared, and my, you know, like all the hair stands up on right. the back of my neck. I'm scared, and it was it was visible enough. I thought he was going to jump down and, and like run over. You know, I, I was scared. Yeah. No, but but it was just me and him. Yes, yeah, so it's an amazing else, moment. There was nothing else in the world at that point. Yeah. I forgot where I was. I forgot my brother and, and mother were sitting next to me. I total. It was just me and him. That was it. Ser seriously, while that was happening, it was just the two of us. That's it. That's fantastic. Uh, and it, I don't even know how long it went on. It, it probably didn't last as long as it felt, right. but you know, because I was scared. And but it it happened and then it stopped. Uh, and, and once it was over and it kind of my attention kind of got released, I then remembered where I was. I was sitting in the, the front pew of a church, and right. hey, wait a minute, my brother and mother are sitting here. And I turned and looked at them, and, and it, we all looked at each other at the same time, and we all realized we each had the exact same experience. Wow! And, and all three of us, to each one of us, it was just me and Jesus. That's it. Wow! And so each each of the three of us, same thing. And that personal experience. So then when we got home. You know, we, we get a phone call. There wasn't no cell phones back then. So we went, later that night, we got a call. And my grandmother had come out of her coma. So, uh, so, that, that, was like a, so that was a big deal to me. So I have an unfake, faith, unshakable faith in Jesus, right? right? And again, I have my own relationship with Jesus. Sure. And I didn't need to go to church every Sunday. That was, this is me growing up. This yeah. is, uh, but anyway, I, I ended up getting 
my first communion at 29, probably like 15 years later. Uh, and then I, I did end up in, now I'm also in the Church of Scientology. Right. And I go to the Church of Scientology because it's a, it's, it's a very practical religion and they have a spiritual technology that no, you don't get anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of time in the, in the national building up here because of my multi-faith work with you guys, yeah. you know. And, uh, and so I, I, I think it's important for people to know that it, this space here is not only a safe space for Abrahamic faiths. Um, you can be uh, a Scientologist and, and still believe in Jesus. Yeah, you can still do. Right. It doesn't. It's not contradictory. But um, but we're not. The, the 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 space that's here, the Earth Round Table, is a, a profound uh, gathering. And someone who, as someone who uh, has been in the in the trenches, really, with international religious freedom and the running the the the, the uh, operations of it for years, it's not because you're. A Christian or a Muslim or a Buddhist, or you have your own faith beliefs and your own faith experiences that have actualized and, and brought you to this moment, right? Um, so tell us, a little, tell me a little bit about how you see uh, the evolution of, of the international religious freedom movement uh, from the ministerial, right? So we're at their summit next year, next week, next week you're going to the, the ministerial in the UK. What, why, is, why, why does this matter right now? I mean, we're, we know about religious persecutions on the rise. Yeah. We know about all this stuff. But for, you know, we're, we, we're at this critical moment where these act, activities are happening on an annual basis. More people are getting on board. Yeah. Um, it's not just the Tea Party, the small group of zealots anymore. Um, wh what do you think is happening right now, and how is that significant for, for religious freedom globally? Well, I, I mean, to put it in a nutshell, like there's never been more... In history, there's never been more like advocacy actions and government attention and government actions, you know, focused on advancing religious freedom for everyone. Never, you know. And, and IRFA was what 20, almost 24 years ago now. Yeah. And so it's there's been the gradual build up since the the act passed in 1998. You've had this expansion of, of government attention on the issue and then you have the expansion and then starting in 2010 with the, the establishment of the round table in yeah. Washington then you all of a sudden you have you start seeing an expansion of civil society advocacy actions yeah you know and, and then you start to see a, the, the, the really the, the birth I think of multi-faith advocacy actions with the round table then you start seeing other countries start to rep starting to kind of follow suit you have some special envoys Right. In the EU, you had an ambassador in Canada. You got special envoys in other countries as well, right. uh, and so they and they start getting in, into the game. And there's now there's there's four you know, freedom of religion or belief forums, and there's new roundtables that are popping up around the world. So yeah, it's an expanding. It really is growing into a global movement now. There's there's no denying it. Uh, so then, and, and that's purposeful. You, yeah, have been talking about the global movements for I would say at least ten years. You know, I mean, we didn't know. Right now, I think in the beginnings, we were trying to advocate for ourselves and figure out what's going on. And I know that there was talk yeah, of it. Yeah, that's the but, traditional advocacy. Yeah. Is we, uh, you know, each community is advocating for itself. You know, trying to protect itself, their own. Yeah. You know, but but with the roundtable, you you start getting putting everyone's attention on, you know, standing up for the other as well. And right. in fact, standing up. We all should stand up for each other, yeah. you know. So everybody's in that. I like to say it's a round table in the public square, right? And and, and the, the idea is that all faiths and beliefs get into that round table inside the public square, right. 
uh, and, you know, and that's where you learn about you know, what each community is facing, like discrimination, persecution, genocide. And then you're like, oh, and, and the more they, you know, so what, what, when, when Ambassador Brownback became ambassador in 2018, right before the first ministerial, yeah. you know, that's when we started doing weekly meetings. He, asked, yeah. he actually said, let's do it every week. I want the weekly touch. Yeah. I want to hear, keep connected to the movement, to, the, to all the faith communities and belief communities every week. Because what happens is you start hearing these stories every week. Yeah. You know, and and, it, and it, it happens pretty fast where everybody in the room, I don't care what faith or belief you are, you, when you start hearing these stories on a regular basis, you're like, it's wrong. You, you, it, it becomes very apparent, first of all, that all of us are being persecuted somewhere. Every community is being persecuted somewhere in the world. And, and no matter who it is, it's wrong. No matter where it is, it's wrong. You know, and, and, and also each community is a minority somewhere. We may have, you know, may, you may be a, a majority in your country, but you're a minority somewhere sure. and, you're, and you're being persecuted somewhere. So that's the thing. Everyone it really, you know, agreement builds on the fact that, hey, persecution is wrong. And it shouldn't be happening to anybody. Sure. Regardless of faith or belief, it shouldn't be happening. Yeah. So then the idea is in that public square, you get everybody, you know, they're all in there. And, and you find, you know, hey, can we all work together to stand up for, you know, for, to stand up to what's happening in this country or that country where persecution is high, right? right. And so that's what, that's what happened. And it starts building and everything. And the more multi-faith actions we took, you remember this, mm-hmm. so we started doing these letters, these multi-faith yeah. letters. Then we started engaging the government together, right. multi-faith meetings. Yes. Yeah. You know, and the more we did that, the more it grew, the more people start jumping in the yeah. round table yeah. in the public square. Yeah. Even new religions, you know, non-traditional religions, yeah. small religions, you know, religions that nobody understands. They all start jumping in there. Yeah. And we're all helping each other. And, and so that's when, so then Ambassador Brownback comes in, we start doing weeklies, then all of a sudden we have the first ministerial and it just starts growing from there. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the second ministerial, you had 106 governments yeah. participating in that second ministerial. Uh, and then when, when Ambassador Brownback's term ended, he comes out into civil society, then he says, hey, let's do a civil society version of the ministerial. Right. See, ministerial is government organized, but now this, this Earth Summit here, Right. Civil society led, so it's self-organized and self-funded by about eighty convening partners, right. all from faith communities and civil society organizations. Right. And, and it's important because, you know, when when governments, you know, you have power shifts in governments. You have different political parties come to power and then they lose power, and there's always shifting, sure, shifting priorities. Yeah. With, so we, that's why you know, moving the summit out into civil society doesn't matter what administration you know comes and goes. You know we're going to be make, keeping this like priority number one and, and really getting this global movement. We really want to make this global movement like as high profile as the human trafficking movement. So it becomes a household you know issue, and, and then it's an issue that that everyone wants to support. You know, and be part of. I was part of it. We we worked on the Nash getting into the national security strategy yeah. back yeah. in the oh, day, yeah. and then we, we had, had the big multi faith yeah. again yeah. multi faith meeting at the White I House know, yeah. to to inform them of the importance of religious freedom to national security. Right, right. and then Dr. Shadow was sending us yeah. through emails, and right. we were working with uh, the national security advisor right. on that. And that was uh, that was a profound moment because I remember us having you know the calls and you know, 
<laughs> we were looking at the syntax yeah. of it and going yeah. back and forth on it. And so, I mean, it, it's not like we're, this is just a wish list and no. just a gathering of, of, of religious zealots. There's people that have real issues being persecuted all over the world. Yeah. There's people like, like you and me. I mean, I, I, you know, we're, we're um, government relations guys and generally we, you know, deal with issues, so try to solve the issues and, yeah. and get them done. Make things happen. But, you know, you're helping Abrahamic faiths. You're helping uh, non-Abrahamic faiths. We're Dharmic faiths. Yeah. Yeah, come together, and even and, the humanists, the secular humanists, atheists, yeah, even the even, belief yeah, community, yeah, even the people that it's free, religious freedom, freedom, believe, not believe, choose, change, act, you know, and actualize the religion as you see fit, as long as you're not hurting anybody, right? right. And so that's that's uh, I think a tremendous message. Um, what, what, you know, I have a, we have a global community here that's listening, and and so what's what's what would be your message to to you know eighty three percent of our listenership are gen z and and millennials what what do you what would be your and this this podcast goes around it goes to religious communities but it also goes around people can listen to it on their phones right. so they 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 ping back to us and we get a lot of sort of fan mail that says I can't believe you're talking to a christian i can't believe two of your talking i mean matthew and i you know matthew yeah. hawkins and I, we don't agree <laughs> on anything see matthew is at the round table too yeah mm-hmm. yeah well we met we, we work together on I miss, stuff. I miss you guys yeah yeah you know we don't we don't really talk about a lot of right. stuff right. um uh, agree on a lot of stuff i should right. say and but but we worked very closely together um, and I think that um, I, what's the message you have for multi-faith communities out there that might be struggling might be looking to get involved might be what is it that they can do what's the message you can send to them well I mean the, to me religious freedom is an individual right too you know again it goes back to that thing that it's intensely personal right. you know we're spiritual beings yeah you know it, it's we're bigger than just this body <clears throat> okay we, we we outlive the body we're immortal um, so, and, and really, and the, the glue for these roundtables in this global movement is Article 18, which is freedom of thought, conscience, and religion. It's not just religion. Right. It's thought, conscience, and religion, and it's an individual right. right. So each individual that's listening or watching, yeah. I mean, you, you can believe whatever you, you want to believe. Right. And you should be free to believe that, and you should be free to live out you know, according to your conscience sure. and what you believe. And you should be free to join whatever religion you want to join based on your conscience and your beliefs, right? Yeah. And you should be able to act out your faith, live your faith, share your faith mm-hmm. without any coercion from anybody. Sure. Again, as long as you're not hurting other people and you're not violent, you're not violent and you know, hurting other people, you should be able to live your, your, your beliefs. And, and so it's an intensely personal thing. So every individual who's listening this should be important to them right because you know again like we're going back to what we were saying there's there's never been more advocacy action government attention yet the pew research center still says 80 percent of the world's population is living in countries with high or very high restrictions on religion or belief and or social hostilities against Sure. sure so and, and that's not right. That is not right at all. That doesn't mean 80% of the people are, are being persecuted, but 80% of the people are living in countries that have high restrictions or, and or sure. social hostilities. So every individual should, should see that's a problem. Right. And, and every individual should, should th- think, hey, I, I should do something about that. I should at least support you know, efforts to confront that and handle that so that we start bringing that number from 80% down 
Right, so this global network, you're talking about so participation and, 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 and make an effort. They can, of course, anybody can make an effort on, the, on a cottage level or, and, and, that, and proceed as they see fit. But this global network is real. Yep. It's happening. It's growing. Um, we have an international religious freedom secretariat. Um, like I said, the ministerial has is, is, is gone global now. So there's, there's a website, right? Yeah, that, there's an IRF, IRFroundtable.org. Right. IRFroundtable.org. That, that's the original roundtable that's in Washington. But you can still sign up there. We have, we have now global, like virtual roundtable meetings that are global in nature now. Right, so you can participate. We have, we have these roundtable meetings. They're in English. We don't have translations yet. We, we eventually will. Uh, but but you have, we have over 1,100 people from more than 60 countries. The last time I checked was over 1,100 people from over 60 countries that have logged in at least and participated in at least one of these these weekly you know virtual roundtable meetings that we hold online every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time right. and they can log into the Air Force roundtable website and, and they can and get sign the up sign there up. get on the email list uh, you know the Earth Secretariat which is like the coordinating organization now not that will be convening the, the weekly roundtable in Washington but also uh, coordinating summits like we're the legal entity host and title partner of this summit in Washington uh, and we have funding from Templeton Religion Trust we're starting a three-year project with generous grant from Templeton Religion Trust to, to support this summit here but also support summits in other parts of the world like regional summits in Central Asia for instance you know we want to do one in Uzbekistan Kazakhstan we want to we're probably going to do one in, in Guatemala Central America in the fall we want to do one in Indonesia Nice. You know, we, 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 we're going to be we're going to be in London next week right. to be doing civil society components on the on the margins of the ministerial, right. the government ministerial. So we so we want to so we have this three year project. You know, you have earthroundtable.org, but eventually, probably within a, the next month or so, we're going to have an irfsecretariat.org website also. Nice. You know, so you can get into the and you can start learning more about the global movement. And where all these new summit, all these new summits are being held, where all these new roundtables are being established in the world. Right on. Okay. So even if you don't have a, a roundtable in your country, you know you, you can still log in to the to these uh, roundtable meetings, and and you can you know just listen, see watch and listen for a while to see what it's all about. Because yeah. people come to the to that roundtable with stories, yeah. like individual stories of again, where the, where each faith community is being. You know, either discriminated against or persecuted, you know, or again, even the genocide stories are, are the worst. Yeah. But, and then, and then we all, then what happens is coming out of those stories, we launch these multi-faith initiatives, usually sure. in the form of letters or statements that everyone is invited to, to sign on to. Right. Now, and eventually we will have a, a, a platform for, for just the, we the people. Right. Because this really, these roundtables, you know who shows up at these roundtables. Yeah. A lot of them, and especially in Washington where it's a capital of a country, you get like public affairs professionals sure. of the faith communities and civil society organizations. That's, that's who goes. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so just average, you know, your your citizens don't don't show up there. It's it's like they can uh, they but, can, but, but but really it's it's for the most part the roundtables are for the public policy professionals, right. or you know, or the mid level managers in faith yeah. communities and things like that. Uh, if we start some some roundtables around the world, though, they get faith leaders there, yeah. like the local clergy, local yeah. pastors and imams, sure. you know, and, and rabbis showing yeah. up. When we go down to Guatemala, you have the chief rabbi of of, of Guatemala there. So, so it depends, faith leaders right. or. 
public policy professionals, but individuals can still log in. We have right. individuals yeah, at the can table. They, they do. Uh, but eventually, we're, we're going to build out a, a, a digital platform for we the people. Right. So that, and, and that will really become like the platform for citizens. Right. And so, again, and every individual should, be, should care about this and should be very vigilant because I think it's the most, you talk about, you think about tyranny and oppression. Yeah. I think the, the worst form of, of tyranny and, and oppression is, you know, trying to take away somebody's freedom to believe. Yeah. An individual spiritual believe, you know, spiritual being and, and some government or some, you know, civil society actor, bad actor trying to, you know, put them in jail or force them to change their belief right. or, you know, or even worse, imprison you know, or even kill them yeah, yeah. because they believe what they believe as yeah. an individual. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the worst form of tyranny and oppression that, that I know of. Well, I think that we're, you know we're 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 on the, the the heels of I think this is the last day of the Earth Summit, and you're heading towards uh, the Earth Ministerial. But we're going to be looking for all these elements that you're talking about, yeah. and that we I'll you know put in the notes how to get in, in more involved yeah, yeah. in what's going on. Yeah. But I appreciate Greg for taking the time. It means a lot, you know. And uh, thank you so much yeah, for. I'll come back too. Yeah. Come yeah. back. No, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll do a little. We'll do a little <laughs> tongue in cheek about of, about our relationship and all the the craziness. Uh, yeah. I, one of the, the the reauthorization of Usruf is the yeah. one, the big one. I remember that. But anyways, we'll we'll, we'll go back and forth. But I, I appreciate you yeah, taking sure, the time. Of course. Thanks, bud. All right.